You know what? We're late. Uh, we're late today, but it's your fault, not mine. And I feel like you need to confess to the people of the world and tell them what the hell happened today that got us over here broadcasting at this late, at this advanced stage. I was waiting for you to finish editing. Because <laughs> you were editing. You liar! All right, fine. He doesn't want to tell you. No, I could tell them. Can you tell them? Yeah. I think it's kind of like an eventful thing that took place. Uh, yeah. Like, I've been waiting for it for a while. <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah, I am, because you keep talking about it. And I wanted to see what transpired. I want to see that things have been resolved. You know, I crave resolution. You do, yeah. And I, I, can, I can talk about it. Go ahead. Let the people know what's going on, man. Why are we late? So I've been waiting for a refrigerator <laughs> for like a whole year. <laughs> Ever since I moved, I ordered one. And then throughout COVID, I think it was still stuck in China somewhere. And, you know, a lot of delays and stuff. And yeah, I decided uh, no more. I ordered from another site. Whoa. And then it was supposed to come in two, three months. And it did. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that twist in the storyline. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you gave up on Fridge 1 and moved on to Fridge 2. Yeah, cuz they like that company didn't they weren't really nice about it. They didn't really give me updates and they didn't really care. So I'm just about so, your year-long fridge escapade. Yeah. You almost waited for the fridge as long as you've been waiting for the Bronco. Pretty much, yeah. Which a Bronco, I can kind of wait for, but a fridge, I feel like I gotta I know, get. I yeah. gotta get one. I've been using a mini fridge. Yeah. Um, so now so, you're a, now you're a big fridge guy as of today. <laughs> yeah, um, big leagues. Um, yeah, they came over, and it was a whole ordeal because they had to take the old fridge out, and it was like the big fridges, like the double door, thirty-six inch. And, Easy. Um, <laughs> And it was like, it's a, it was a whole thing. It was very dramatic. Like the two movers were thinking, oh, you know, disagreeing with each other, having a fight, saying that, oh, we can move this. And then the other one's like, no, we can't because of these measurements and stuff. Yeah. And we had stairs going Sometimes on. Sometimes when you're like, moving something, it's so daunting that you would rather talk about how you're going to move it. Yeah. Because you're really dreading actually moving it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need the preparation anyways. Yes. Now I see some people are asking about our title here today. They say, how did Twitter save my life? People they, okay, want, well. they, want, people they want to know. And, uh, you know, I thought about this title. We were just chatting about it. Twitter, I guess, as of today, has basically stated that they're going to do the edit button. The, yes. the most anticipated Twitter move of all time the edit button and the way that it's going to save your life is because it's going to save you from getting canceled for slipping up mm-hmm. because it was it was inevitable that without that edit button you were going to leave something up you're going to be like ah oh, i don't want to delete it completely i don't know i don't know canceled and that's how i feel all the time now you get to change reality you get to go back in time and act like it never happened you're like what this tweet no 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 no, no, this is what it says. That was a typo. Now, I know the complication around the edit button. I, a, a lot of people, they were just thinking, 
just add the edit button already. Shut the hell up and add the edit button. Mm-hmm. This was a thing that Jack Dorsey was lamenting forever. Because mm. he went on Rogan and he's like, oh, you don't understand. I can't just do the edit button because then this is news and these are critical things that happened in a specific moment. And uh, and and they were published and the commu- the, 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 the internet community should know when something happened. And if you just edit it and you don't tell people that it was edited... Uh, reality falls apart. It's like uh, Inception. It starts folding in on itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, did the person tweet that? I don't know. I'm looking at the tweet. The tweet says something else. Yeah, I can't remember. Dangerous. I can't remember what the tweet was. Now, you could delete tweets, but then in that case, you're like, oh, I guess it got deleted as opposed to reality shifting. So he was talking about ways that you would see an entire history of the tweet. Mm-hmm. So you would be allowed to edit, but there would be, I guess, some sort of drop down, some sort of menu, some sort of button that you can press. Time machine. I gave a shout out to Tiberius over there. Yeah, some sort of drop down that would say, okay. Uh, Here are the lists of changes at this time. There you go, Willie Do. Like a software update or something. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be a little hectic to publish that every single time. Uh, but I guess they'll find an elegant way of, of doing it. It's a feature that Twitter users have been requesting for so long that it's become a meme, but now the mythical edit button is actually becoming a reality. Twitter has announced that it's working to allow users to edit their tweets after posting them. The idea is that you'll be able to fix any typos or errors in a tweet without sacrificing any replies, retweets, or likes. It has already accrued. Twitter plans to begin testing the feature with... <gasps> Wait a second. Twitter blue subscribers... In the coming months. Uh-oh. Oh, SpaghettiO. SpaghettiO. They're like, here is the most requested, highly, hotly anticipated feature of all time for Twitter Blue users because mm-hmm. we got to make some money. Elon's like, hey, I just gave you three billies. I need that turnover. Mm-hmm. I need a couple bucks. Let's like amp up this Twitter Blue and give them something they actually want to pay for, like an edit button. Did you think he has any influence on this? Well, Twitter says that he didn't. They say, now that everyone is asking, this is their tweet from Twitter comms, yes, we've been working on an edit feature since last year. No, we didn't get the idea from a poll. Winky face. Hmm. In other words, don't you dare act like Elon is responsible for this. We were already doing it. Uh, I believe them. You know, it's been like, like, it's just a thing that everybody wants. I believe them. I would say that the blue thing is going to piss people off because it's a type of feature where it's so functional and it changes the way the platform works in such a critical way that it, it seems like it seems like a really rude one to put behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. as far as the features go. But I don't know any other reason why you have the Twitter blue. Didn't you pay for the Twitter blue for like five minutes? Mm-hmm. And then you were like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You're like, I got to go order a Bronco right now. I need these funds. Um, it was the ability to undo mm. a tweet. Undo, which is kind of like delete. Which is kind of like delete, now that I think about it. It's not really as... You can change your Twitter icon color. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, on like iOS and Android. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really have enough in it 
to convince people at that price. Well, what is the price, by the way, to Twitter Blue? We should probably do an update on that right now. I believe it's two ninety nine US. Two ninety nine USD, three forty nine Canadian, four forty nine Australian. I uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people were going for it. Hopefully, it's just a beta. Like, the testing phase will be with Twitter Blue users, so they get the feature first. That's what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I hear you. Okay. And then it rolls out to absolutely everyone. But, uh, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a risk that it could be behind the paywall permanently. Let's see. Twitter's opinion on an edit button appears to have shifted after Parag Agrawal... Be, uh, became CEO on April 1st, the annual day of corporate lies. Twitter's official account said it was working on an edit button, although it was taken as a joke at the time. Twitter product lead Michael Saman later pointed to the tweet as the company's official statement on the feature. That's the thing about the official news on April Fool's that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Screws up everything. You're actually yeah. trying to say something serious. You're like, no, we're, we're committed to this right now. And it just so happens to be April 1st. Everybody's like, sure, sure, bud. See, I feel like they have to deal with it then. Just do it a day later, a day before, April 1st. Because then you have to make a statement saying that this is not a joke. I know. And then and then That's in the, the future, thing. it was like the scenario we came up with in the past when we were like uh, doing the proposal on the April 1st. That for the rest of your life, you have to wonder if it's real or not. <laughs> rest of your life. Yeah, it's like this one where... They could take the edit button away from you at any point and say April Fool's because it was first true, announced yeah. on April Fool's. Mm-hmm. April Fool's. You're like, but I had the feature. Anyway, everybody wants the edit button. I don't know anybody's argument against the edit button at this point. Figure out a way to show the past history of a tweet that has been edited and then everything is completely sorted out. Elon's happy. We're happy. Uh, Twitter blue users, I don't know how happy they are. Yeah. Uh, shout out to GT Sala iPhone, AirPods, Apple Watch all dominate the teen technology market. Now, I know you're very familiar with the teen technology market, Will. So, Am I? Well, yeah, because you got to keep tabs on. In order to know what the future holds, you got to see what the next generation is up mm, to. Whether right. it's Whether it's uh, uh, top, the top music videos of the day. Who's winning the Grammys? Who is it? Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah, that's, yeah, you got it right. And BTS? No, the BTS uh, army was pissed. They were like, oh. how dare you invite them there and they don't win the Grammy. Oh. Because they're serious, that group. You don't mess with them. The army? Oh, my yeah. God. You barely even say it. What you just said, you might become a target. No, the, no, I'm kidding. They're... It's like um, Voldemort. As long as as long name. as long as we're BTS guys, which we are, we don't need to explain. Yes, I got I got the BTS meal, so don't come at me. Yeah, you re up for a year. I would have. Yeah, that got me a year. And uh, how about this? I would have given BTS the Grammy as well. How about that? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so when it comes to technology, the teens love Apple, and I don't think that's going to be a surprise to you, Will. The teens love the ecosystem. The teens love the advertising. I don't have any teens, but I have kids. And you know, when the advertising comes on, they love the popping and snapping of the Apple stuff. Yeah, their commercials are very poppy. Come get a better life. Come get a better life. The cha-chas. Come get a better life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they license like some real snappy, poppy, Grammy stuff. 
better life. Better life. Come get a better life. Save your life. Twitter blue. Three (laughs) bucks a month. Edit button. Delete. iPhone. Ecosystem. (laughs) AirPods. Analyst firm Piper Sandler undertakes two surveys of U.S. teenagers per year, with the last one covering fall of 2021. Its newly released spring 2022 report shows Apple either broadly retaining its popularity with some devices or increasing it with others. According to Piper Sandler, 87% of the 7,100 teenagers surveyed across 44 U.S. states currently own an iPhone. Hmm. 87% Mr. Willie. (laughs) Who? Hoo-ha! That's the same as the previous report where Apple had managed to increase ownership from 86% in the one before. They go up one point at a time. Mm. And you know what happens to you if you show up to high school as a teenager with the wrong bubble color? You get kicked in the butt. They, <laughs> they kick you square in the butt. I thought it was something much worse, but... No, no, that's it. I don't mind. They're like, okay, you, yeah, okay. you got a slight... That's it. Now we can move on. Now you're not casted out of all uh, social events and so forth. Yeah. But anyway, the teens, they love the Apple. The teens, they love the ecosystem. And they love the AirPods. Well, and if you were uh, wondering if it was wavering at all, at all, it's actually increasing. In fall 2021, oh. it's up to 88%. Or no, sorry, it peaked at 88. Then it went to 87. And it's 86, 87, 88. It's in that range. That's how many. If the teens get a choice. Mm-hmm. Almost nine out of ten teens walk in that store, and they say, "I'm gonna need that iPhone." Man, they're ballers, then. That's they're a baller, lot of money. I mean, their parents are ballers. Yeah, to I be, guess. So. To be fair, their the parents are ballers. But uh, you know what this does for me, Will? Uh, it makes me uh, super happy to use Android. Yeah. Oh I, man, Apple Watch too. I ain't no teen. Look at me over here. This no. ain't no teen. No. Uh, but no, I, you know, I like to be contrarian at times. Uh, the thing is Apple's just hanging on to it. Uh, they're there. It's the, it's the aspirational brand. They're hanging on to it. And it's a whole, you talk about an ecosystem of products. You got to talk about an ecosystem of brand and branding. Mm-hmm. And they're smart about it, man. The tactics, the tactics are sharp. The tactics are key. And other brands got work to do as far as remaining in the in the the hearts and minds. Yes, as, absolutely. As the 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 brand people want to interact with the so, Apple Army. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, it's BTS. Who wins, Apple fans or BTS Army? Who wins that battle? Oh man, that's really tough. That is tough, isn't it? I don't know. There's probably a lot of crossover. I feel like there's probably a lot of BTS army that might have iPhones as well. Yeah. So a lot of cha-chas. What do we got? We're going back and forth today. That's what <laughs> we, we're doing. We're doing a ping pong episode. I think we only have one Apple store. No, I gave you more than that. I feel like you skipped my links. <laughs> okay. I don't know which ones then. Jack is with us today. Uh, what a pleasant surprise. Here he is walking through the frame. And are you being serious about breaking Final Cut or no? It's just it's got the wheel going. Oh, you really broke it. Did you save it? Right. You were editing too fast. Too many cuts. You were flying. Yeah. The old Jack was back. He was back in his prime shape. It was a 22-year-old Jack over there. <laughs> you know, you know how I mean, that happens from time to time in athletics, Will? It'll be a glimpse 
you would be in the advanced stage of your career, and then it would be a glimpse of the prime time version of you. Yeah. You can't sustain it for very long, but just for that one moment. So this wasn't his second wind? You think it's just going to disappear? Oh, it's disappearing. Yeah, he can't oh. keep up this pace. He can't. It's too much. Okay, yeah. He's run down. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, Russia is threatening Finland, apparently, according to this report, because of their intention to join NATO. Uh, this was a topic we've talked about, I believe, twice now, and it's a curious one. Mm. I'm curious about this one. We got Finland over there, big border with Russia. They've been neutral. Mm. They're a, a lot of neutral play from Finland. They say, hey, we got borders. We're going to stay. We're not taking sides. Mm-hmm. No, no missiles. No missiles. No sides. And then Ukraine stuff happens. Public opinion they start talking NATO and the public, whatever percentage it was, it was almost as many as the teens with the iPhones. They say, this is more important than iPhones and we like NATO right now. And then the leader in Finland says, I'm going to put it on the docket. The public is talking about it. Uh, we're going to seriously consider it. We're going to make a decision. NATO comes out and they say, we'd love to have you. They say. Rolling out the red carpet. Open door policy. Yeah. They say, we're big on Finland. We're big on Helsinki. Hmm. You didn't know I could do it like that. <laughs> you didn't know I could. Do, I would love to visit over there, actually. Yeah, I think Maddie was there recently. Is, is he? Is he? Is he Finnish? His heritage, is it Finnish? It's over there. <laughs> I believe so. He's over there. He's close by. And, uh, you know, I got, they got the shared love of hockey as well. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? They might be number two, actually. Oh. Uh, or, sorry, number three, I should say. Okay. You got Canada. As far as, like, NHL players, you got, like, Canada, the U.S. I think Finland might be. It's up there. Russia? Russia fell a little bit. A little bit. Oh. Yeah, they, 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 you're right. I think it was number three for a while. I think Finland might actually, or Sweden. Sweden. Either way. We're naming countries right How now. How can we forget Sweden? We're naming countries right now i mean you can't forget sweden that's rude will yeah but anyway one day we're gonna do a trip it's gonna be finland it's gonna be sweden it's gonna be denmark it's gonna be norway yes i'm just naming places lovely places copenhagen well finland wants to keep being finland i guess and they see the ukraine thing and they start getting nervous and anybody would get nervous bombs start going off violence footage whatever and and you're like oh god what a mess. And so they start chatting about this potential NATO thing. And now we have this new report, apparently a response from Russia, according to this. Uh, if this is uh, Zabarov, who scroll up a little bit, he's a, a Russian senator. Uh, the Russian Federation Council threatens that Finland's accession to NATO would make it a target for Russia's retaliatory measures. First reported by the Russian state news agency RIA Novosti, Finland's accession to NATO would make it a target for Russian retaliation, the senator said, amid the war in Ukraine. Uh, Finnish President Soli Ninisto discussed with NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg the principles and procedures for admitting new members of, to the alliance. Now, it's important to note that, uh, you know, according to polls, 
This is not a thing that's even being driven by the president, but it's being driven by the public. And a president kind of has to work for the public to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But now you have the threat. So does, does the public feel threatened by the threat? Because they're, they, they're going to read this thing and they're going to say, what, are the bombs coming right away? We join and and, mm -hmm. and, and invasion takes place or whatever. Uh, but then you have to think about it from a leverage perspective. And you do have to, to a certain extent, wonder if uh, Russia is in a position to have to wage this dual thing. They got the Ukraine uh, situation still ongoing. And then if Finland is like, hey, fast track us to NATO. And then what? The troops are over there as well. I don't know. It's gonna, it might be a bad look, Will. I'm just putting it out there. And how fast would NATO forces join in the fight? Well, NATO's NATO. I think you yeah. signed the document. Missiles are coming. Weapons are coming. Tanks, they're coming. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we'll see. It's a difficult decision. Hugely difficult. Finland. Hugely. You're, you're getting squished. You're in between mm -hmm. these... Uh, this, you're in the middle of this thing. And so we'll keep an eye on it. And we'll see what transpires. Mm -hmm. Police oh. records show women are being stalked with Apple AirTags across the country. I told you there was another Apple story. You're right. You didn't believe me. Motherboard obtained reports of stalking, harassment, and abuse using AirTags targeting victims of intimate partner violence. We know, we knew this. We know this. When it, when it first happened, we assumed this would take place. Then we had the reports of the stolen vehicles. Then we had the reports of the Android app coming out for tracking the trackers if you're the one being tracked. And Apple kind of uh, scrambling to, to figure out a way to, to uh, solve some of these problems or at least alleviate some of the, these problems. One year ago this month, Apple unveiled the AirTag, a shiny half-dollar-sized coin with a speaker, Bluetooth antenna, and battery inside, which helps users track their missing items. Lovely when you're using it the way you should be using it, but we have more police records now reviewed by motherboards, motherboard, uh, that shows that these things are not being used the right way. Uh, this is records mentioning AirTags in an eight-month period from dozens of the country's largest police departments. Of the 150 total police reports mentioning AirTags, 50 of those cases are women calling the police because they started getting notifications that their whereabouts were being tracked by an AirTag they didn't own. Mm. 50 of the 150, you probably got 50 more that are stolen vehicles, and the 50 others might be false alarms. Of those, 25 could identify a man in their lives, ex-partners, husbands, bosses, who they strongly suspected planted the AirTags on their cars in order to follow and harass them. Those women reported that current and former intimate partners the, were the most likely people to harm women overall using air tags to stalk and harass them. No good. No yeah. good. The air tag tracking, it's uh it's the bug from the movies, but yeah. for everyone and accessible at every major city and every major Apple store and every major online shopping venue. It's just so easy and so accessible. Mm-hmm. And we always read about these news stories, and they're always negative. There isn't like a good, positive story that comes out of an air tag. Wow. Well, I'm sure like we, just based on our experience. I know. I'm sure you, you know, have the typical ones happening all the time. But all it's the like time. Uh, it's like when you reported on the Tesla exploding in the garage. Mm -hmm. 
It's a high-profile company that makes an enormous, ungodly amount of money selling us things. And we assume that for the most part, they work the way they're supposed to. And there's plenty of people who get their... Uh, find their keys. Get their backpack their and get yeah. their laptops or like whatever, that it goes the way it's supposed to go. But that wouldn't make mm -hmm. a news story, would it? And, and ultimately, Will, this is how it works in our brains. It's like these two events are not equivalent. So let's say one of these women has an AirTag experience where they recover a lost item. And they go, ah, couple points for AirTag. But then they have a separate experience where they're actually being actively stalked by a, a person yeah. they don't, like, it's not equivalent. It's, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I'd rather lose the thing, the item, that in the first place, as opposed to having this double-sided scenario. Now, mm -hmm. at least in these reports, it looks like they were able to make the report because they got the notification that their whereabouts were being tracked. So that's Apple's system uh, working the way that it's intended. Mm. But as we mentioned, if you don't have these iPhones, if you've got an Android device, or if you're not paying attention to these notifications, or if there's any kind of malfunction in the system, or if the speakers are disabled like those sellers on Etsy were doing, uh, then those wouldn't become reports because people may have never known the ways in which they were being tracked. Mm -hmm. uh, either way, just be careful out there, folks. And uh, to the dudes doing these things, put your air tags away. Stop it. Yeah. Bad ideas. This is no good. No good strategy here. Good Lord. Like, stop being so, like, just. I'm literally fucking shaking. Pull that shit up. Look what I just found on my car. Yeah. There you go. Tucked in. Tucked in right here. Yeah. Like, all the way in the fucking back. Wow. But this is where we. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Very yeah, unfortunate. Well, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Apple does about it. I mean, how much can they do? They've kind of done everything they can do. Uh, well, I, I, they can just can the project. Well, that's what you've been saying. Get rid of the product altogether. I don't know if we're at that point yet. It's really unfortunate. People can't get it together. Get it together, people. Dude, I have a conspiracy. Go ahead. What if... These air tags are just out there for people to buy iPhones. Yeah, to we, be able to check. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, okay. uh, back when it first came out, I think when I was doing the un unboxing video, I was like, before the Android app even existed, mm -hmm. that the only anti-tracking device you can have on you would be an iPhone when it comes mm -hmm. to air tags. Uh, the other interesting part is. With the other tracking devices, these stories never popped up with Tile and whoever else. Yeah. Because these devices have existed. Now, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if it just had to do with those products being too low profile hmm. or the ease of use or for whatever reason, these ones are... These type of stories are popping up more frequently. But definitely... If I'm like a young woman and I'm attractive and I'm and I'm I'm feeling threatened, I don't think you. Ha I guess you don't have to be attractive in this case, but like, mm -hmm. probably would. It could increase the sure. amount of targeting or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, then I'm I'm gonna consider having the iPhone once somebody else tells me, "Hey, your iPhone's gonna automatically." Mm -hmm. uh, notify you 
if one of these devices is on you. And the idea of thinking like getting an iPhone is problem solved is way better than thinking, oh, you know, these AirTags are like, I can't abolish these AirTags. I have no control over it. So I'm just going to get an iPhone. That's way easier. Yes. Than writing a petition to cancel AirTags. Yeah. Or you know? downloading an app and wondering if it's working at all times on your right. Android device or if it's updated or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's weird. Very strange. Um, another Apple story, Will. Well, there's Russian control territory. Jose Andres Apple Maps was sending me into Russian controlled territory. What? Terrifying. Apple Maps. Sending them uh, straight in there. You know how Apple Maps is what? like different in different parts of the world? You yeah. remember we were talking about how mm -hmm. it, what, Crimea? Yeah, it represents regions differently yeah. depending on which border you've happened to cross. And these are decisions that have to be made uh, and then uh, detailed to the engineering teams that have to actually implement mm -hmm. these uh, different maps depending on different regions. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this case, I'm actually uncertain of exactly how he was affected. This is a chef. Do you know this uh, individual? Jose Andreas? No. I feel like he can just, I feel like he's got some amazing food. Um, Wouldn't you? You look at him, you look at the name. Yeah. How are you feeling? He can throw, I could see him in a white apron and a chef's hat. He throws something together, doesn't he? Yeah. Chef Jose Andres has relied heavily on technology as part of his humanitarian work in Ukraine. He's feeding people, thousands of people displaced by the invasion. But he has a few gripes as well, including the fact that Apple Maps kept sending him to Russian-controlled areas. Don't send people to enemy territory in a war, he told me in a brief interview after his appearance at the Axios What's Next Summit in Washington, D.C. Whoa. Uh, Andres and his organization, World Central Kitchen, rely on satellite technology not just to personally navigate, but also to keep tabs on volunteers. Apple did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It's likely a big challenge to keep a detailed, up-to-date maps of who is controlling which territory. I mean, imagine that task, Will. Mm -hmm. You well, got to be tracking uh, satellite imagery and news and... Uh, associated press reports of different controlled areas. So how is he using Apple Maps? To, is he just uh, using it for directions? Yeah, to, and to navigate to areas, I guess, where he wants to bring his humanitarian aid, feed people. It's oh. not just Apple that needs to make adjustments to be more useful to those trying to navigate Ukraine amid the invasion. Andres, Andres said he also wants to see language translation technology built into WhatsApp so he doesn't have to keep going back and forth mm. with Google Translate. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, is it really, like, you try to think about what your expectation would be around real-time changes in a war zone and how technology and uh, technology companies and apps can can be dynamic enough to manage that? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Andres also thinks his Garmin GPS system and Iridium satellite phone could do much more than they currently do. They're not fulfilling their potential. So anyway, he's he's out there. He's he's saying, look, 
this is what I'm doing as a person risking my life. Hey, technology companies, here's ways you can help me. Yeah, I need all the help I can get. He was the chef of the number one restaurant in the world in Spain at one point. You see, well, he can put it together. Maybe and he's just trying to cook. Maybe we should look up one of his dishes. See if you can discover. This guy's high profile. And I'm hungry as it stands right now. And uh, I think one dish could... could <laughs> so hold, we're going to suffer? One dish could hold us off. Mm. Oh, look at this. Ten dishes that made my career. I mean, these things, yeah. They work. I'm eating all of it. I don't need to know much more, Will. Mm. I'm, uh, well, I'm eating. You okay. understand? I'm eating. Yeah. I, I, I go there, I eat. Well, be safe out there, Jose. Good. Yeah, I guess he's gonna have to. Uh, he's gonna have to go with Google Maps instead. Yeah. Right. Ways. Maybe. Ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ways is user updated, so couldn't uh, people? They got to put a reporting feature in, but then I guess it could be all types of espionage and sabotage sure. and so yeah. forth. Uh, Elon Musk overtakes Amazon's Jeff Bezos to become the world's richest man. I mean, these guys go back and forth all the time, depending on mm -hmm. which stock is up. Musk, who first made his fortune with PayPal, is now worth $219 billion, according to the latest billionaires list from Forbes. Well, he put the three billies into Twitter as well, so now he's got some upside over there if things go well for Twitter. If Twitter keeps saving people's lives by adding critical features, not just for Twitter blue users, such as the edit button, which as of today is now happening. Mm -hmm. It's the first time the South Africa-born entrepreneur um, has topped the list. Oh, okay. Well, Forbes list. I know at different moments people had reported that he, like, momentarily became the richest. I don't know when Forbes locks their list. Yeah. But Kanye was pissed Kanye's about Kanye's mad it. at everyone. Kanye was like... Was it Rihanna, Jay-Z? Kanye's like, put some respect on my name. Yeah. It was like the... You made me come and slap you, Forbes. It, it was like the... Uh, what is that? What is that show? The Breakfast Club. You remember, oh, yeah. You remember that yeah. like famous, famous clip? Kanye's feeling that same way when it comes to Forbes. He's like, hey, you got to reflect my real billions over here. Mm -hmm. uh, also on the list, who do we have? Uh, what about Rihanna, who has joined the ranks of the mega wealthy, becoming Barbados first billionaire. Mm. She is one of just 327 women who made Forbes annual rankings, featuring a total of 2,668 uh, billionaires down 87 on 2021. Oh, so the total list went down a little bit. Wow. Uh, Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson is another newcomer to the list. Billionaire list. Uh, what do you think, Will? Did you expect did you expect Peter Jackson to have a billion dollars? Um no, I was really surprised. Hmm. As a billionaire. Yeah, I guess that Lord of the Rings stuff, I feel like you make a few bucks on that. Yeah, I guess so. You probably you probably get the hobbits, you probably get the uh, video games and the Gandalfs and uh, I think there's a Lord of the Rings TV show that's coming up. You get the Elden Ring. <laughs> Uh, now you're just naming uh, <laughs> Middle Earth stuff. <laughs> Come on, Game of Thrones. Give him, a, give him a little piece of all this. Sure, uh, yeah. Of all these uh, mystical um, uh, lands and and things like this. You're still not doing the Elden Ring because the people are loving the Elden Ring. Um, yeah, I have to play that. Oh, I thought I you were staying away. Time. You said you were going to get too addicted. 
What about when you were waiting for your fridge today? You could have been doing the Elden Ring. No, I wouldn't be here then. I'd oh, still just, be playing. I never see you again. <laughs> yeah. The top 20 billionaires are worth $2 trillion combined. There's a list for you. Uh, Bill Gates is on there. Bernard Arnault from, uh, well, what's he from? Uh, Louis Vuitton and uh, Louis all those, Vuitton, right? Yes. Yeah. Warren Buffett, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Larry Ellison, Steve Ballmer. We've seen these names before. And, of course, we got Ambani on there. Is that misspelled? Amabni? They misspelled <laughs> yes. it. Ambani. Come on, the U.S. sun. Uh, anyway, yeah. There you go. Rich, well, rich people stuff. Rich people stuff. More yachts. Mm -hmm. Footage of a driverless Tesla delivering coffee in Dubai goes viral. Speaking of rich people stuff. Give me a, give me a little look at this clip here. Autonomous coffee delivery. Nice. So Model X Are just you rolling sure up. There's no driver in there. He if he opens the door and then uh, they grab the coffee. Maybe he jumped no one's out. Driving. Maybe he jumped out right when it turned. <laughs> Maybe. Or is like, is it on summon some type of summon mode? Hmm. Yeah, maybe in Dubai there's like a certain mode of like taxi service. It looks like a summon mode to me. Like he a, loves the coffee though. He's having a great time. Can you time. give me another another second of the coffee enjoyment, please? Right at the end here. Look, this is the part I enjoy. Watch this. Watch this. Ah. Oh, that's a good. He does the he does the kind. Ah. I feel well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I needed, the coffee. I mean, he might have even a pastry in the, in the bag over there. I'm sure, yes. Somebody in the chat says, this guy is known for faking vids. Well, listen, everybody's, <laughs> trying, everybody's trying to get the hot vids, okay? Well, it's a good proof of concept, I guess. Of how it would look. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, even think, if it is fake. I, well, no, I mean, it's, the Tesla can drive itself. Like, it does have a summon mode. I think it's fake in the sense, like, the way that people are perceiving it. Mm -hmm. That it came all the way from the cafe. Right. Which I definitely did not happen without a driver. Because Teslas have all types of um, safety functions in there. You got to touch the wheel. And even if, it, even if you're fully autonomous, you got to mm -hmm. be present. So, but this is the future. One day. You know? One day, man. Autonomous. I can see it. Well, listen, they were doing it with the pizzas. They had the little pizza bot. Remember that guy? Yes. He was driving around the neighborhood, and you just walk up, pull your pizza uh -huh. out? Yeah, uh -huh. no, it'll happen. It's, uh, uh, yeah, you see people here saying it was staged. The yeah. footage was staged for the gram. Yeah. Well, that's all right. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. It's I, good to know. I still, I still enjoyed his acting when he did the sip. So. That's good enough. This is good, and this is worth it for me right here. And then he goes, ah, when he tilts his head ever so yeah, slightly. That's the stuff. Ah, that's what I'm looking for. So. Nectar of the gods. Lexus teases its first electric vehicle, and it has a steering yoke, which I, I believe it or not, Will, don't care about mm -hmm. as much as the actual spec on this vehicle. Yes. If it comes to be the, the way the, the rumor is right now, it's called the RZ coming April 20th. I guess there's an event that's going to happen. We'll be watching this event, Will. On okay. April. I don't know if you do that yet, but we're going to be watching this event. Lexus, obviously, there's no electric vehicle. 
luxury brand. I'm a, I'm a fan of Lexus. You are. I had a Lexus. I had a Lexus IS 300. Okay. Um, it was blue. It was almost the same color blue as that Model S back there. This was a while ago. Um, and you're a fan of Toyota, at least. Mm-hmm. So you might be into this. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked about it yesterday and the range. They were, oh, yeah. Let me give you the spec, the really exciting part. Never mind the yoke. Uh, but oh, by the way, the it's going to be Wednesday, April twentieth. Did I say that already? At six a.m. Eastern. Okay, never. Mind. Oh, geez. Never mind. Will we're going to watch the recap or what? Are we waking yeah. up early? Uh, it's not clear whether Lexus will offer a non-yoke version of its upcoming EV, which it named the RZ450E. The company has also teased a prototype version of the EV, which appears to be styled similarly to the BZ4X. But look at the interior here. Not bad. Not bad. I don't know. Not bad. Will. What do you say? Mm-hmm. You can cruise in that or no, or just pure Broncos. There's no, I, I hate to break. There's no drains in there, in the floor. No, but I'll take the yoke. They they look better and better every time I look at a steering yoke, mm. whether it's Tesla or this RZ. So that's you right there. You're picturing yourself right there. It looks fun. It looks yeah. like a cockpit. It does, and they get they made the screen bigger as you got to do, and all the EVs now. Uh, it's going to, I mean, the yoke thing is going to continue to be controversial mm. for a while. But listen to this. This is what matters. Toyota has said that it expects to make a Lexus sports car that would have a cruising range of 700 kilometers or 434 miles. And it would go zero to 60 in two seconds. You see how I had to elevate for that, Will? This is stupid numbers. This is better than plaid numbers. Will, Will, yeah. I'm looking at you, Will. You see this look on my face? That's a serious look because these are serious numbers. And if they deliver that, they're going to have an absolute rocket ship on their hands. Um, yes, but this is not the RZ. Go ahead, Will. Um, potentially, it would be another vehicle. At least that's what it says in this article. Go ahead, Will. So um, either way... The fact that Lexus is going into EVs, that's pretty cool. We should have it in the studio, the RZ. Are you making commitments to sorting these type of things out? I would like to. Okay. Well, Will said it. You guys got to hold them accountable now. You, you know, you guys got to make sure you don't let him get away with chatting like that when he says he's going to do things. Yeah. Like the other day, he said he's going to get Jack Dorsey on the, on the show. I don't see Jack Dorsey yet. <laughs> Speaking of Jack Dorsey. I'm working on it. Uh, this might be Jack Dorsey's rocky hardware crypt. He loves the crypto. Man. Yeah, he's with block. So crypto right now. He's mm -hmm. like, Elon, you can have Twitter. I'm crypto now. They he's call a, me Jack Crypto. Yeah. Hippie, crypto. Hippie crypto. Uh, crypto Dorsey. Uh, it looks like an actual pebble or rock that you would skip on the water. Don't skip it on the water because it's your hardware wallet full of your cryptos. And there's texture to it. So there's yeah. different stone types. Mm. This is his company uh, called mm -hmm. Block now. Mm -hmm. uh, this wallet will have USB-C and a fingerprint reader. That's sick. Uh, we may have just seen the Bitcoin hardware wallet that Jack Dorsey's Block is working on, a device to help people safely own and manage their Bitcoin. Uh-oh, I don't like that they said Bitcoin. I know he's one. I know he's big Bitcoin and not super into everything mm -hmm. else. But would it would he be crazy enough to make a hardware product that's only compatible Bitcoin? with Bitcoin? No. That's too crazy. It's rude. Yeah. 
Blocks Hardware lead Jesse Durogusker tweeted an image showing several devices on Wednesday, all seemingly include fingerprint readers and USB-C charging ports. Both things Block said it's hardware while it would include in a blog post last month. <clears throat> I like it. It looks cool, man. Oh, he even posts. He he uh, quote tweeted. He, he quote tweeted and then said Rocky, yeah. but it's Rocky with an E for key. R-O-C-K-E-Y. Which one would you get? Out of those bunch? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, the gray one on the far right, the the in the front of the frame. This is blue. Is it blue? It looks gray to me. I guess it's my TV. But oh, yeah, yeah, that one. It's okay. uh, it's like a slate kind of matte look to it. The other one looks a little bit more like uh, granite. And then one of them uh, looks like marble or quartz. Yeah. But I think they're modeled after actual real mm-hmm. rocks. Um, he didn't say a price or anything, did he? Uh, I don't think no. so. No, we're super early days, I guess. Who would have thought Jack Dorsey launching a hardware, hardware. product? Mm-hmm. Any hardware product. Um, yeah, I guess people will buy it. You have a hard, you use a hardware wallet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are the big ones right now? Ledger, Trezor. Yes, yes. Rocky? Is yeah, that the there, next there, big there one? There you go. There you go. This is number three. All right, there's one other one that you're missing that is somewhat prominent, but I can't remember. Yeah. Amazon signs a massive deal to launch its internet satellites. Leaves out SpaceX. Yeah, they're beefing. Remember they were beefing. Bezos beef? Bezos Musk beef? Billionaire beef? I never knew that they had like a... Starlink type oh, competitor. Yeah. They've been I thought they over. just wanted Blue Origin to. They've be been space. beefing over satellites forever, trying to trying to compete on every level. Project Cooper, Cooper scheduled for eighty three launches in the next five years. That's a lot of launches. Mm. Uh, Amazon just booked eighty three launches on board rockets from Aaron Space, Blue Origin, and United Launch Alliance to transport a majority of its project Cooper. Cooper, Cooper, satellite constellation to low Earth orbit within the next five years. The recent collaboration includes nearly every major player from the private space sector, except for SpaceX. Well, because they were beefing, they were actually in court. Uh, Bezos and Bezos's people were saying, "Hey, you're flying too low. You can't launch over there. You're yeah. messing with all this and that. Mm-hmm. You're messing things up. I can't see the stars." And it's, it's like, and, then, and then Elon's like, "Hey, aren't you going to do the exact same thing?" It's like space, space war. They're like, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. We'll do it later and better and cooler. It's like or Amazon, of course. Yeah. But he, you're richer than me right now. Elon's like, well, what about that? <laughs> Elon's like, what about the union in New York? What are you doing about that? Aren't you busy? Everyone's with, like, ooh. Aren't you busy with that, Bezos? And he's like, well, I heard you had three protesters over there in Fremont. Uh-huh. And he's like, and then and then Elon's like, hey man, I'm going to Texas. I'm already out. I'm halfway out of there. Mm-hmm. Care about Fremont? That's the type of beef that that's how they Those are some low blows for them. That's how they mm-hmm. do do their thing. Billionaire satellite uh, beef. Conflict. That's right. Um, okay, so prior to this recent deal, go up a little bit higher. Prior to this recent deal, the company had already purchased nine Atlas V launches from ULA about a year ago. Although Amazon did not announce the total cost of the contracts, it is spending billions from its $10 billion overall budget for this project. 
not cheap with these satellites, man. Not cheap whatsoever. I guess they're sitting there looking at it, and they just they can't let they can't let him get too far ahead because this type of thing to do it at a later date. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there's there there continues to be this uh, crossover between these enormous tech companies where they don't want to leave they don't want to leave any stone unturned. They're like. They don't even know necessarily who their competitors will be 50 years from now or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's just increasing crossover. Yeah. Media, hardware products, internet, communications, everything. Mm-hmm. Cars, automotive, Amazon's invested in Rivian. Like, do you see this like high level stuff yeah. going on here? It's going to be like just three or four main companies. They do everything. Amazon's got slaves. Amazon's got groceries, man. Mm-hmm. Amazon got Whole Foods, man. I like this article. It's just an Alienware monitor. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful yeah, image. I figured it's a it's a short article um, hmm. about Alien 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 Wear. I like that name too, Alien Air. Um, it's it's monitor. an Alien Airline. <laughs> alien Air. Alien Air. Huh? It's like how yo, how are you getting to Mars? I'm gonna take Alien Air. That's not bad. You're like, hey, you got points with that one? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I got it. Actually, this is a, I'm going to cash in some points with the aliens, and then I'm going to fly for free this next one. Mm. And I'm like, so you like the alien air? And you're like, you got, they got the best meals. What do they have? I don't know, but that's what I always talk about. <laughs> like, if you get me like a Cathay Pacific or I something. I thought you were going to go somewhere with it. Like, You get me a Cathay Pacific, or you get me a... Actually, I enjoyed... I went on... Um, one time I went on Eva. That was the Taiwan one. Okay. And I like. I think I had. A, I think I had a good time on that one too. Okay. So I pay attention to these things. Yeah. Uh, Alien Air. That's going to have to be for a later date. Anyway, so you like this monitor? It's the first QD OLED monitor. Go ahead, Will. So it's Samsung's tech, mm. which obviously has. It's a monitor where you can have really good OLED features with high refresh rate. That's pretty much what it is, which makes up a good gaming monitor for the most part. Would this be good for Elden Ring? <laughs> it would be, I would imagine, yes. And Or Minecraft. Gives you the edge. It's going to cost you some money, though, by the way. It's, um, eh, it's comparable. Nothing for a guy like you. Yeah, I mean, I can buy five of you these. You just bought a fridge. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. You're balling. I have to wait like a year. Shout out to TN from uh, Hong Kong as well. He heard us talking about his local airline, and he's like, I'm going to give you $38 in the Super Chat. Oh, okay. Because he heard us say Cathay Pacific. You know, that's Yeah, shout out. You would go it's to, good service. You would go to Hong Kong. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back at some point. Maybe not right now. Maybe right now is not the best time. Yeah. It's officially called the AW3423DW. That's one of your favorite uh, product names you've ever seen. Yeah. QD OLED TVs. Uh, it got to market before that. Oh, the, before the TVs did, but Samsung and Sony are both working on this technology for uh, large panel TVs. Uh, the soonest delivery date for this is currently late June. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, pretty amazing specs. It has an 1800R curve, 21 by 9 ultra wide, 3440 by 1440, capable of 175 hertz refresh rate, and. Uh, Lots of brightness, twelve ninety nine. Yeah, all the good OLED stuff. All the good stuff that you want 
as a gamer, plus some pretty cool styling. And it's not just the front. Look at the picture down below on the back. Right That's here. pretty sick, too. Yeah, with the glow. That's pretty sick, too, no? Mm-hmm. How big is it? It's 34 inches. 34. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listen. Uh, if you're gaming, then then this is it. This is, uh, this is your party. But for me, Will, I like couple of pixels i like a little bit more than 3440 by 1400 yeah so i gotta move i gotta move on past this one and the refresh rate is up to 175 hertz yeah no i'll take that that's fine okay that's better wait for the next that's better than i'm getting than i'm getting on all my pixel on my uh pixel oriented displays Uh uh-huh because there's too many the high res you can't get both you got to basically select between resolution or refresh yeah. There's no magic um, ba- magic bullet when it comes to that yet. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, it's exciting. Oh, is it? Are we taking a break today? No. Oh, we're really <laughs> we're no not. Break. Oh my goodness! I thought Sports for tomorrow. I thought for sure today was the day. Isn't I it? know. Yeah, I just didn't have time. What is today? Wednesday. Yeah. So we got two more days this week. We got That's two no more problem. days. That's no problem. Plenty of time to do our actual to pay our bills. Plenty of time to pay our bills. Actually, if we keep getting the super chats. We never need to take any more breaks. Yeah. Ever again. If we keep getting the super chats, it's the way it works. Netflix made a short movie category category mm-hmm. after Pete Davidson's SNL plea. Okay, he goes on SNL, does a skit of some kind. Yeah. And I guess he's uh, in the skit. He's looking for a different way to interface with Netflix. Everyone has these problems on Netflix where okay. they... Just let me check if it's uh, April 1st. Okay, no. <laughs> no no everybody knows you go you go on netflix and you can't half the battle is figuring out what you want to watch uh-huh. and i guess in his skit he said and this is a quote there's a lack of short ass movies right. um, and then netflix goes in because they're super cultural and they pay attention and they're very memey and they're having fun and they have social media managers mm-hmm. and so they came up with a new category for films that fits his definition and run no longer than 40 minutes long. But here's the thing. Like, an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's a short ass movie? No. Not at all. It's 100 minutes. That's it's like a regular, regular movie. Yeah. I guess it's more like no long movies. Right. Like the two hours, three hours. I guess it also depends on your designation of a movie. Because typically you would have like a documentary that would be shorter. You're not going to usually have a two-hour documentary. I watch a lot of documentaries, so they're all short-ass, if short-ass is under an hour 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed my shout-out. Can you scroll up in the chat just ever so slightly? I missed my shout-out right there. Eddie Farr. Oh, thank you very much, Eddie. Thanks for the 50. Appreciate it, and uh, and much love right back at you. We are, we are having as much fun as anybody else who's here uh, doing this. Anyone who's with us. I think so. We're having as much fun, if not more. I think so, yeah. More um, fun. Although, you know, one thing we haven't done in a while is ordered, like, food or drinks or anything. Because when, like, Mo's here, sometimes he would do a very casual, like, hey, I'm going to order something you want. And then it would, that acted as a really nice um, dynamic component mm. in our show that's been missing since Mo's been missing. So as soon as he gets back, we're going to have to pick up that... <laughs> Aspect. Have him order food for us. That's right. Okay. No, among all the other ten thousand things that he does. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
So anyway, yeah, I guess an hour 40. He doesn't want to watch a movie that's over an hour 40. I, all right, that's fine. Netflix decided to add it for him because they're very reactive and they're very social media. And that's the thing on social media. When you're a social media manager, it's all about timing. Well, you're like, oh, they, they, they're talking about us. And who's talking about us? Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, the guy that's dating Kim Kardashian that Kanye that keeps guy? threatening. And they're like, yes. And it's like, damn, but it's late at night and I got to go to bed. And it's like, no, you better get this URL up there because we are reactive. We are responsive. We are social media managers. Woo. And there's a big chant and a cheer. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, though, like some movies, just because they're long, like yeah. it kind of gets lost in the filter of this because there are some movies that are really good mm. that could be three hours long. And uh, just kind of gets left in the wayside. Well, how about the fact that Davidson, Davidson's own movie, The King of Staten Island, is over two hours? Oh, bummer. <laughs> it does not fit into this criteria. Yeah. That's um, a good movie. I, I watched Dune. Was Dune was longer than that. Dune right? was really long. So was uh, The Batman. It's three hours long. Did but, you say The Batman? Yeah, that's what the movie's called. Easy, Well, Matt Reeves, shout out. Man, you... But, you uh, what? I thought I was sitting across from Robert Pattinson for a second. The way you said the <laughs> I got, Batman. Yeah, I was offended and I was very... I thought I, I was questioning everything for a moment there. Um, great movie, by the way. Well, but, people have told me this. Um, Mo was not as happy as Jack was. Jack was like nutty. Jack uh-huh, was like, best movie uh-huh. I've ever seen. Get out of my face. Was, I don't agree with that. Well, he didn't. Right. He didn't say. I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating, but yeah. But you, what do you say? What do you say? Without any spoilers, you say one sentence about the Batman. It's a really um, accurate depiction of the comics. If you like the comics, then you should watch it. Okay. It's it's good. Okay. Um, but back to this article, I feel like even though it's three hours, it didn't feel like it. In the theaters, you know. You went to a movie theater? I did. <laughs> That's it was huge. fun. That is yeah. fun. I haven't done that. I in a was while. so excited. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to catch the Batman at some point here. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Paper Paul. Yeah. Well, I want to see this. Uh, I want to see the list of movies. That's. Short. You're going to go to netflix.com slash short ass movies. Yeah. I think you're, you won't be the only one. Uh-huh. Creators say Instagram is cutting Reels payouts. Meta announced the Reels bonus payout program back in July. Why weren't we doing Reels? We should have put clips over there. We could have made some money. Well, yeah. It was like mega money. Mega? <laughs> mega you so- lotto. You sound like Kim.com right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, it was apparently really lucrative. We were talking about it, right? We must have talked. We probably talked about it. Yeah. Creators making money using Instagram Reels say their payouts have been slashed in recent weeks, and target metrics for monetization have ballooned. According to Financial Times, payments are down as much as 70% per view, and videos need millions more views for creators to get paid. The Reels Play bonus program announced in July offers... 
uh, financial rewards to creators who post on Reels, Instagram's TikTok-style short-form video clone. Payouts range from $600 to as much as $35,000 if videos hit a target view count, but creators expressed confusion over how payments and goals were determined. The bonus program is part of a promise by Meta, which owns Instagram, to pay $1 billion to creators through 2022. One creator told the Financial Times that their personal threshold for getting paid up to 35000 had gone from 58 million views to 359 million views. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh, I'm not surprised. You and I have talked extensively. We've watched the likes of Hank Green. We understand that monetization when it comes to new platforms and also when it comes to short form Totally different ball of wax. Totally different ball game. Uh, Not as many opportunities. Different advertising models. And so they came with the funds. The funds came along. And TikTok said, the creator fund. We love creators. Stick around. You might say, stick around and, and taste our fund. It might, you might, you might be the next lucky. You might be the next big TikTok star. Uh, Instagram said, we've got a fund too. YouTube said, ever heard of shorts? It's got a fund. And they started distributing funds from their fund. Mm-hmm. But they never really did the full out YouTube style rev share. Uh, beautiful thing. Beautiful relationship that takes place between creators and advertisers and uh, YouTube or Google as a whole. And I say that it's beautiful because it launched so many things that I like. That uh, I wonder, I often wonder about the internet and my own life had that program not existed as early as it did, creating a partnership when other social media platforms could, couldn't care less mm-hmm. about uh, having a revenue share. And yes, there were influencers and yes, people created businesses because they reached audiences and sold their own sponsorships. But I just, there's uh, so many others that really launched off of this uh, creator program uh, on YouTube. But I'm not surprised by this. You want people to get into the habit of posting on your platform. And then, um, and so you incentivize it a lot up front. And then once you get people hooked, you change the game. Willie, dude, it's like uh, they let you into the video game. They let you into the free video game. But then the more engaged you are with it, the more you want the skins, the more you want the upgrades, and uh, they cash in at a later date. Got to get you hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say about this? Uh, I guess it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That's it. I'm not surprised. That's why the fund thing is more volatile because they're not really telling you. These are these are numbers that move around. They're not necessarily commensurate with actual revenue, mm-hmm. which is why the in the in the case of the partnership program at YouTube, it's like. You see the payout. You know exactly exactly how much YouTube made, exactly how much you made, and it wasn't like a one time or temporary deal, with, but it's like ongoing funds. ongoing business, right? On a per bid basis, you're, it's much more transparent mm-hmm. than these funds where you're, these metrics can move and shift. Yeah, as more creators join in, yeah, the fund stays the same. Distributed. The fund stays the same in terms of scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is selling his Beverly Hills estate for nearly $90 million. Wow. This is an enormous compound. I don't know if you can tell, Will. 
Uh, there's the main house, which is like a, a gigantic castle of sorts. Uh, you also have the uh, guest house, which is bigger than most houses. And uh, or that might even be more than one guest. I don't know what the thing on the right is. Um, you have a full-size basketball court there in the back. Uh, you have these uh, manicured uh, landscaped areas. There's a little golfing green down below the... You know, I look at this, Will, and it reminds me of uh, something we talked about with the yachts. How you get a certain amount of... Um, you have a certain amount of uh, money and possessions and things, and then, and then I start. Th- I can't help myself but think about the maintenance. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I just. I'm looking at this. I see the whole staff. <clears throat> I see the monthly fees. Yes. I can't help it. Will. I, I see all the working components and the management of such things. Also, um, this furniture is. Is it going to stay here if someone buys it, or or is Walbrook going to take it? You can negotiate because, it, like, designing this whole thing again. Like, if someone's buying this, all the furniture, all the wallpaper, the flooring. If if they choose to renovate or something, yeah. it's like, man, so much work goes into actually buying a giant estate and customizing it yeah well in his his case he didn't even buy like he bought the land for like eight million bucks and built everything to his specification or whatever his team or his family or Mm -hmm. um so it's been an ongoing project over a long period of time look at the gym the gym is uh quite extensive as well and um he's gonna probably he's like this is a profitable thing he didn't spend 90 million building this and the real estate stuff has been bananas as you know Mm -hmm. and so this is going to be a lucrative project when it's all said and done and he got to live there in the meantime but yeah it's 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 a very elaborate very elaborate place and someone's going to pick it up for a cool 90 mil what do you think what do you think about it the stylings and such you know what uh i like it because every room is different Mm. i've always been a fan of like a wonderland kind of mansion mm. where every like room has a style you know another thing that i recognize here is uh when you have such a large place like that it's hard yeah. to make it cozy but he jammed it full of furniture yes so that it actually doesn't feel as vast as it as it is yeah and he's probably gone to that room like once yeah <laughs> in his entire for a nap yeah. I'm going to go and nap. I'm going to go nap in that room over there. Yeah. But wow, it looks great. Okay. Well, we'll see if he gets the 90 mil or not, but the real estate stuff's out of control. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Boeing's new $3.9 billion Air Force One is two years late. I didn't even know they were making another one. A Department of Defense official said a combination of factors, including, of course, COVID 19 and supply strains, has left the new planes 24 months behind schedule Ooh, can you how exciting is that a new air force one mm-hmm. four billion dollar air force one those things are they were already cool i presume you build another one it's going to be even more cool than the last is that too much <laughs> <laughs> because i've been uh, like when i sur- first saw this title um i immediately searched for a boeing what what's the biggest one the 777 
And that's only, I think, 400 That's not million. the biggest one. That's their newest one. I, right. It's a, uh, maybe it is their biggest one. I think there's a 777X. Okay. That might be a bigger there one. There you go. But um, the the seven is only 400 million. And it, it looks like it looks but like. But isn't this, this one going to have to have some kind of uh, customizations that are just like one of a kind? I'm sure there's yeah. like crazy, like tech, to right. avoid spying or anything like that. But four billion. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. It's an Jeez. enormous amount of money flying around. I, you also wonder it's one guy on the plane. Yeah, and why does that have to be so big? <laughs> it's like the biggest it jet be possible. Like a private jet. I guess there's often big teams that are going on there as well. Uh, shout out to Marvin, by the way. President Biden's pricey remote office has hit yet another roadblock. Recent factory disruptions and other issues have forced air industry behemoth Boeing to delay the release of its next Air Force One jet, known by some as the Flying White House. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. They have to be able to run their government from up there. If there's ever a threat to the actual White House, they could stay up there. So they yeah. got to bring a big team. They have to have big fuel tanks. They can re they refuel in the sky if necessary. Uh, in a statement provided to Gizmodo, the Department of Defense official said the new plane, a Boeing VC 25B, would be delayed due to a combination of factors, which include supply issues, manpower limitations, wiring design timelines, testing, and pandemic related delays. All told, the most recent delays mean Air Force One is now around two years behind. Schedule. Are there any pictures of the interior? Though that's always pretty cool when they show off like they got like a like a beautiful office with like wood paneling and you know, president stuff, Will. Yeah, I think that's private. Couches and beds and so forth. I don't know if they can show inside. I don't know about that. I feel like you could link up. You could hit up Biden and say, Hey, take us for a ride, can't you? Don't you have a relationship like that or no? Um how about Boeing? Can we? I, I just slip an air tag in there. <laughs> oh my! Well, you talking about tracking the president? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a federal crime, right there. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can go to Boeing and get a preview. We'll go to their HQ where they're almost finished and uh, yeah, get a sneak peek. I'm sure they would allow that. I don't see them having a problem with that. We're trustworthy guys. We're a trustworthy community. They can trust us with the uh, the schematics. No. See. Biden sleeping in one of the cabins. We're like, hey, you're not supposed to be in here yet. Mm -hmm. He's like, I couldn't resist. Yeah. I've been waiting years for this. Uh -huh. Yeah, it'd be a great place to take well, a nap. Congrats, you finished it. How about this via Reddit? Thanks to solar panels built in the mountains in China, China can reduce its annual carbon emissions by around 251,000 tons. Now, this is interesting because of the way it's implemented. You often would see solar panels on a house or in a desert or just in a flat area mm. to see them kind of draped over mountainous regions is a look that I haven't seen a lot of. Mm. Um, looks like a giant blanket. It looks like a giant solar blanket, doesn't it? And I don't know how, if there's any like effectiveness difference because they're all going to be hitting the sun at a slightly different angle. And also from an installation perspective, good mm. Lord. That's going to be quite a thing. But maybe there's some advantages. Altitude? I don't know. Does that make any difference as far as efficiency is concerned? Less atmosphere? I don't know, Will. Will, I'm just chatting, man. Yeah. Uh, let's look at some of the top comments here. Now they just need a fleet of winged Roombas to clean them. That's a great point. Oh, right. These have to get cleaned. I always think I was talking about maintenance with Wahlberg. 
this is another maintenance moment. Welcome to another maintenance mm-hmm. moment. Holy. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we got a one panel down. Get up there and fix it. You're like, which one? 2742BX3. And you're like, oh, man, I got to sort that one out. Well, this guy decided to say flying drones. Yeah, drone room. Powering the drones with right. the solar panels. Right, and they've the got panels. like a squeegee on the bottom and they get all the dust off the panels so that they can remain efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is so much solar energy we are not harvesting and the panels are not, are unfortunately not as efficient as we would like, but uh, the sun's an incredible thing, Well, Sure is. Oh my God, this one. I've been waiting for this one for over a day. Okay. And okay. Uh, I'm ho- excited. I hope you didn't watch it yet. It won a lot of awards. This thing has got so many awards. And funny enough, I didn't encounter this because I was um because I was scouring for like top or popular things. I ran into this because I have notifiers for certain words, mm. including unboxing. Mm-hmm. So that's how it ended up in my feed. So I had low expectations when I encountered it. Mm. The title of this post on R Funny, the, this girl unboxing her package with extreme enthusiasm. All right, that's what you need to know. Will, we're going to need audio for this. Okay. And we're going to watch it together. And uh, audio listeners, people who are who can't see this clip, you're going to get a lot out of it too because the audio is bananas. And I'll describe everything for you. So go ahead and click play. So she comes running in with a package. Oh. <laughs> That's not hygienic. She's ripping the package with her teeth. She's very enthusiastic, Will. This is an important package. What's in there? And it's very wrapped up. She's on the floor. Quite frantic. Quite frantic. And Just ripping pieces from the package. And the girl, the little girl on the left is way more chill. She's like, oh, cool. Yeah. You got something. She's like, I got a toy too. Like, what you got there? She's like, you're a, li- you're a little extreme right now. And no one's helping her. Hand her scissors or something. You know? <laughs> Everyone's just so chill. <laughs> what is it? Listen. Oh, with the teeth. <laughs> just gnawing at it Whoa. to get it open. It's a lot of cardboard. It's one of the most aggressive unboxings I've seen ever. Can you do something like this on Unboxing? That's therapy? what people are saying. No, I know. I was so inspired when I watched this. I'm like, I have zero enthusiasm compared to this. <laughs> Jesus. What is it? <laughs> what is that? Is that like a can of nuts? What is that? Oh, jeez. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. So this is for sure the most enthusiastic unboxing I've ever seen. It totally puts anything I've ever done to shame in this realm. She comes running up the hill. 
Uh, it's an incredible clip. It is raw emotion. And uh, I, I have to step my game up after watching this, yeah. obviously. I'll give you the backstory on exactly what's going on here. So what's in the containers is dates. Can you do this the, as well? The, the end with the two. Uh, yeah. Cont- Woo! Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, and there's dates in the container. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like the food? Yeah. They're sweet. Delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. But the dates are apparently not the important aspect. Hmm. Uh, I think this is in Indonesia and the, or somewhere near there. And the uh, the the retailer, the e-commerce site, does a thing where they in, will include maybe either randomly or in different uh, varieties that sometimes they'll include a small piece of gold with an order. Oh. And she knew, I guess, that she had a chance that her package would have the gold included. And when she notices on the top of the dates container that hers has the gold bonus, I'm talking about real gold. And it's you see it on the top. It's a card. It looks like a SIM card. And she's looking and she's like, I got the gold. And it's like, Oh, it's probably like, I don't know what they were saying. 0.5 grams. Okay. And, and so she's, she's surprised. Now the amount of money might not uh, be a ton. I think it's like 38 bucks. Okay. The amount of gold. Yeah. But it's like a lot of money to her. Yeah. And so it's like a massive win to get the gold included with the dates. And, the, cool. and the, the dates are kind of expensive, I guess, on their own. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't know about dates, but like uh-huh. uh, some dates can be expensive. Uh, maybe we gotta. Maybe we gotta try this ourselves. Maybe I have to reenact this video. I gotta order from this yes, site. I gotta absolutely. get some dates. And my teeth hurt just thinking about it, though. Like the way she ripped at this thing with her so teeth. So desperate. Without hesitation. I'm like, man, my teeth are killing me watching this. Now, the other thing I should mention, someone translated this video in the comments and the person holding the camera, who I think is her mother, but anyway, the person the person holding the camera was encouraging her to just use her teeth to get in there quickly. <laughs> so that has something to do with it. But this was an incredible ride. This is a roller coaster of a video. It has tons of drama. I personally like the character of the small girl there. She's like, wow, you're going way too nuts. <laughs> it was a little much for me. She's like, I mean, I like getting new things too, but uh, you're out of control here over the gold portion. And just bang, there it is. I got the gold bonus. I got the gold bonus. Ah! Congrats to her. Have you ever felt this way? <laughs> no, I don't like when you were a kid. I don't think to that degree. I think she just put everybody to shame as far as enthusiasm is concerned. Yeah, I think she talked. There's it. a moment if you can pause it where her eyes are enormous. Yeah. Do you know the I moment? I was very scared. It's when she looks over at somebody else off camera and realizes what's going on. And to me, that is the critical moment of pure enthusiasm where there's no act and no actor that has ever hit that level, the level she hits when she looks off camera with the, with the uh, full intensity. See if you can find it. Just give the people a quick pause. Oh, that was a big, it might be, oh, that was another one. That was one. a close there's one. There's so many good thumbnails in there. 
She could just grab any frame she wants. Yeah. She looks at the kid. The kid's like, yeah, I know. It's exciting. The kid's kind of but way more composed. She has her own gift there. She's holding something. Yeah, yeah. She's got her own uh, toy of some kind. It's pink. Yeah, pink I remember outfit. the distinct moment when her eyes were just like. No, no, it was a key. It was an insane frame. Like. If you posted that as the video title with that thumbnail, that thing is crushing because the, you can't fake that level of enthusiasm. It's coming up here soon. I think it's when she first notices what it is. Because at this point, she's kind of skeptical still of what, what the order is. It's right around here. She knows what order it is. She gets a glimpse of the interior package. Shout out to Isaac, by the way. Right, right, right. There. Oh. Right there. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's right around there. Right there. Oh, it was right at the end there. It was like, do you hear me right there? Oh! <laughs> Did you hear what I said? <laughs> I mean, that is people would say it was Photoshop. They'd be like, those aren't your eyes. You're not, you're not that excited. Yeah. Yeah, she's that excited. Good for her. So I'm going to have to step my game up. That's all I took from that. You should. Uh, here we have a hot tweet of a product I never knew existed, or at least I don't recall. Uh, it's a legendary Apple product, the Apple Adjustable Power Book. What do you think about this design, Will? Um, very cool. That's nutty. Like, we don't see, there's nothing this creative that happens in mm -hmm. terms of form with tech products anymore. It's all so uh, minimal and simple, the direction that things went. So the keyboard splits in half yeah. um, into an ergonomic design. Mm -hmm. And then the trackpad kind of lowers. It's in the middle as well and kind of lowers down. And then the whole thing clips together. It can be used in a regular laptop form factor and then folded down yeah. like any other laptop. I mean, dude, it looks like a transformer. It does. And there's an argument that it could be a more comfortable typing position. Mm -hmm. than if it was just in its regular... Because these laptops, they tended to be more narrow by nature of the fact that you had smaller screens and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so you might be a little bit cramped in the non-folded-out version. So this is the non. Mm -hmm. The, like, what the regular one would look like, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, you, so the other crazy part here... Oh, wait, is this a Photoshop? Really curious about how you did this one. I think this is a Photoshop. It looks very convincing. I think this is a Photoshop. This is a well-done Photoshop. Now, there was a product like this. Let's, okay. let's check out what this guy does. Uh, is he a Photoshop artist of some kind? Or Oh, it's uh, first of all, Dana is a, a woman with a Mac or two. I think it might be in Photoshop. But anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there because there were products that sort of did this. There was a Lenovo, or no, well, before it's called Lenovo, there was a IBM ThinkPad product. And if you go to the replies on this particular, um, can you just close the big picture so we can see the replies large? Yeah, so you will see um, this was a product from Samsung that did something similar. Uh, and there's a couple of jokes about how Samsung was copying Apple even back then. 
scroll a little bit further. There's like a legendary ThinkPad. This one? Oh, this might do it. Nope. <laughs> of course, we have to get some Transformers in there. This one, IBM Butterfly ThinkPad. Bang. Cool. Now, this one definitely is real, hence the video. No Photoshop necessary. I think this probably inspired the uh, PowerPC uh, Photoshop, if it so happens to be. But, like, look at the way that mechanism works. How satisfying is that? Mm -hmm. So this was a very narrow laptop, very portable for the time, and yet you still get a full-size keyboard. It's like a Tetris way uh, in which shape the blocks kind of, fit together. Yeah. Uh, now, there was another thing in this thread that I found to be uh, quite entertaining, which was some marketing of laptops during that era, an advertisement, actually. I don't know if you passed it already. It might have been up near the top. But it was funny the way in which certain laptops were being pitched at the time. Now, it must be, it must be for, man, this tweet kind of blew up since I looked at it. Scroll, mm. scroll down further. It can't be too, it can't be too many posts. Because it also had some pretty decent interaction. So it should populate on its own. If you just keep scrolling, we'll get there. Um, this one? No, no. It's like it's literally like an ad from that era of how... And I don't know if it was ThinkPad or it may, it may have been another... Oh, th did somebody delete it? The tweet was deleted? No. It must be in one of the other reply threads up near the top. Show more type of thing. Maybe on this one. This one. Show show more replies. No. What? I loved it. I loved it. Anyway, there was a company that was marketing a, a laptop. Maybe you can look it up. There was a company marketing a laptop as a brick. It was called Power Brick, I think. No. Is that right? Well, you're going to get actual laptop power bricks. Not Power Brick. Think Brick, maybe. I don't think it's going to show up on YouTube. You're going to have to be in Google Images. No, you're not going to get it. Never mind. This is all for naught. It was a very funny advertisement where they were like portable brick, uh, powerful brick. And brick, of course, eventually went on to describe clunky or, or heavy technology we would say it's a brick oh and but at the time they were using it as a positive thing like it's solid and these things definitely were bricks and what they were calling portable back then was like 10 pounds mm -hmm. shout out to nick thank you very much you can head to the next one it's okay it's not All that right. good uh now speaking of uh air tags from earlier and the idea of tracking things how about the old-fashioned way here's a reddit post from a user uh, who had left an expensive camera lens uh, while hiking in where? I mean, I think the location is key here. Accidentally left an expensive camera lens at the trailhead, found it eight days later when I came back. Well, anyway, the point of this story is uh, uh, good, good human stuff that nobody took it, but mm. instead they, they had uh, put it in a Ziploc bag to protect it, and had had left it at the kind of uh, entry point of the trail to be uh, for whoever came back to get it. And then it lasted eight days in that position and no one took it. Mm. 
Are you surprised by this, Will? That no no one stole it? An expensive um, camera lens. Uh it depends on which trail. Depends on the location. Yeah. If it's more secluded, I feel like more people are good Samaritans. Well, the other thing too At least I hope. Well, the other thing too is that like that's what the comment section turned into. Is people start talking about different areas and how they're like people started one guy started complaining about LA. Here's the here's the comment. I moved to LA from Canada. And to be honest, a lot of trails I've been to suck. Graffiti all over the rocks, garbage, dog poop, hikers with loudspeakers attached to their backpacks. I can drive 40 minutes away from L.A. and it's still fi- and still find graffiti. Mm. Whoever told me L.A. is good for hiking lied to me. Uh, and then other people say, yeah, this would happen in Colorado, no problem. It turns into a really, it depends on personal experience, right? Mm. And, and a lot of it depends on density. Yes. <clears throat> and weather and like a lot of factors, but there was no air tag necessary here. Just no. human air tags. Yeah, that's a feel good. You like um, that when especially like for a couple hundred dollar camp um lens. That's well when that's he good. says expensive lens, I think maybe even more than that. I, I don't know what the lens is. It's a zoom lens, but you know, they can be up almost a thousand bucks. Yeah. And there's going to be other photographers there that could just slap it right on their camera and say, screw it. Or but, sell it. Or sell it, but they didn't. So, mm-hmm. cool. Well done. Good job. That happens sometimes, rarely. I'm sure the guy wasn't expecting it when he went back. He's just mm-hmm. like, ah, it'd be such a nice, pleasant surprise. All right, this one is on the opposite end of the spectrum. This was posted seven hours ago inside of Oddly Terrifying. Huge bat attacks camera. Go ahead and click play on this, Will. <laughs> Whoa, you're beautiful. Whoa. Oh, what the? <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, hanging out. <laughs> okay, okay, so. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> the cameraman is just like. First of all, first of all, though, he doesn't attack the camera. Okay. Well, I mean, at least he's not attacking it. I mean, maybe it's a different type of attack. You can click play. Keep it going, Will. Don't. All right. Don't you dare. (laughs) Um, This is uh, not actually a bat. I know it looks a lot like a bat, but this is that giant thing. It's like a flying fox or something like that. Okay. And uh, it's it's a terrifying creature, nonetheless. It looks really big. Hanging upside down. Yeah, it's, it's it's. Oh, there! It does attack the camera. Never mind. Never mind. I never made it to that Swipe point. It. I feel like it went on replay for me before it could actually uh, show that portion. Oh, maybe Reddit's kind of broken right now. It was, it was a, at thirty-five. Yeah, seconds. that was weird. Anyway, I never. It does smack the camera. That's amazing. I mean, this guy gets a little close to it. I'm surprised how comfortable it is around humans. Yeah. Oh, he made a noise. He went, oh. he went, and then it attacked. But I want you to go back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> Where there's balls and... <laughs> because I just... That was a shock to the system, right? It's not what you expect. <laughs> what? Why is he filming that, like, in well, such a weird him, angle? What do you want him to do? Where do you want him to go? I mean, don't just, film. I don't why, why? 
I don't know. <laughs> Where it's are you supposed weird. to go? <laughs> the the uh, bat's exposed. Uh, well, yeah, the bat's exposed. Bats don't wear clothes, Will. All animals are exposed. It's when he made the noise. He gets swiped at. Wow, yeah. what, what a crazy animal. But yeah, I think it's called a flying fox. Look, go to Google Images just so we can be certain that it's, it means not an actual bat. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what it is. It's a flying fox. How wild is this thing? Whoa, look at this one. Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy, man. Look at the one where it's actually in the air, the top left. Top left, yeah. Like, it's just, it looks like a flying fox. It's one of the that's craziest crazy. looking animals in the world. And, uh, but nobody, I never noticed the exposure of, uh, you know the balls and all that. <laughs> I never noticed it up until. Yeah. That well, I guess it's clip. there. It's, it's got to be there. 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 So. All right. Okay. Last one. Last one. You don't even have to sit up under your own power with this motorized gaming bed. Never mind a gaming <laughs> chair. Go straight to the gaming bed. Get the delivery. Get the DoorDash. Don't have to worry about it. That actually looks fairly comfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It doesn't look too bad. Right? You could do your Elden Ring right there, couldn't you? Uh, it's got... Now, is the whole thing one piece? I guess there's a shelf. And then I'm wondering about the side piece there. Is that a curtain or like a hanger for a sweatshirt? It's quite a large... You need a pretty big room for this thing. Um, yes. So it, it's an L desk with two monitors and the bed is surrounding the desk yeah yeah he lies or down the l desk is surrounding the bed right there you go you got it and it has um, a dual monitor arm type of mount so he's got two screens there's and a, he's got an ipad there's an, oh yeah i didn't even notice that part there's an ipad and then there's a keyboard which uh kind of swings down to the lap position which right. there's a tray which allows for a mouse to be located there as well so there's there's really like a lot of mounting points and different arms coming from different spots. It looks like it's all powered. I see everything plugged in. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to hit a button uh, for the motorized bed to change. I don't mind the actual gaming position. It's the sleeping part that would bother me. It's quite intimidating for, re for really truly relaxing. Because you've got all this stuff hanging all over you. <laughs> All the wires, and yeah, the man, and radiation. The, hum, the hum, the yeah. like of all, like everything is on. Everything's hot. All these gadgets, the fans. Although, oh, I guess you could set it up. You could rig it up to whatever extent you want, because here you're seeing it without, and that's cool on its own. You could just have a TV in front of it, mm -hmm. and then it's just a comfortable, like adjustable motorized futon at that point. So yes. I kind of think in that format, it's okay. You don't have to rig it to the crazy extent that they did there. You could have a... Well, he's got even more monitors <laughs> up above that you couldn't even see in the initial portion. Yeah. No, you got to have this. It's <laughs> called the the Bow Hut Electric Gaming Bed, a lightweight version of the Tempur-Pedic adjustable beds advertised for seniors, except the EGB is marketed toward gamers <laughs> at the peak of their gaming careers who need to transition from playing to sleeping and back again with as minimal effort and interruption is probably, I don't know if it's a good idea. I think you probably want to get up. You probably want to move around a little bit. I know a lot of those competitive gamers try to, they try to do like exercise yeah. in between to make it bearable. 
I think you want to move around. You gotta every so often. You, maybe a standing desk. Yeah, or 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 just like do your gaming and then like balance it out with uh, a hike, where you can find and return sure, yeah. somebody's camera lens, or you could encounter a flying fox, uh, who's a, they're apparently not all that modest. Yeah. The wiener. Uh, thank you to everybody who joined here today. That's another episode in the books. We truly do appreciate all the support, all the super chats, keeping us going, keeping us running. Uh, yeah, I like uh, we had a nice variety of topics today. We're going to have an even better variety tomorrow. And we're going to be earlier because Will's not getting a fridge tomorrow. He handled that today. And it's not a thing you have to do that often. I think it'll be, I don't know, it might be years. It might be many years before I you have to so. sit around waiting for a fridge again. Mm-hmm. So congrats to you. Let's all collectively celebrate Will's new fridge. Thank you. Later, guys.